Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered, the podcast. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Audrey. And we're moms to a combined total of 16 kids, with two more on the way. Yes, we know that sounds insane, and it usually is. But we're here to share the tips that help us keep our sanity and to share inspiring thoughts that help us get through each crazy day. Uninterrupted conversation is foreign to us, but we'll try. And we invite you to join us on our journey as we find joy in the chaos of motherhood. Hello, and welcome back to Outnumbered, the podcast. This is episode nine. I'm Audrey, and Bonnie, I have a question for you. Okay, bring it on. Take a guess how many search results come up if you Google the words mom guilt. <laughs> oh, I'm going to guess 635,000. <laughs> Good guess. It's over 74 million. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Uh, I bring this up because from that we conclude that every single mom can relate to our topic today because they probably have some experience with it. Mom guilt. Yeah, this is a painful one, but we need to talk about it. Let's do it. I think we both totally have some experience with this as well and lots of different ways we've chosen to deal with it. And so we're going to share them this week after today's insane mom moment. Are you ready for this, Audrey? (laughs) Okay, bring it on. Okay, so today's insane mom moment is mine. And it is not humorous. It is just insane. I was trying to get school done with my older kids. You know, we homeschool and um, we try to start out the day with a devotional, which means some scripture reading, a story, you know, that sort of thing. And just quieting kids down, getting them to listen at the beginning of the day is tough sometimes, especially when my younger ones are being crazy. And so today my younger ones were being crazy and they were just throwing game pieces everywhere and like (laughs) hitting each other and screaming. And I just totally lost it. And I went over to my seven-year-old and my five-year-old and I I took the book I was holding and I just whacked them each in the head. <laughs> Go away or be quiet. And then I looked, I looked down at the book. It wasn't, it wasn't the Bible, thankfully. I just put the Bible down. But it was a book about, a Christian book about a man who smuggles Bibles behind the Iron Curtain. So I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> made me feel a little bit better. At least it wasn't like actual scripture. But anyway, so that, <laughs> I thought that was a good segue because there was some mom guilt after that. I'm like, oh, oh. anybody. <laughs> Especially anyway. not with a Bible book. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not with a book about teaching the word of God. Oh, <laughs> bad mom. Oh, my word. Yes, that is a perfect segue into mom guilt. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to cover three main topics on about mom guilt. Guilt versus conscience. The second one is external voices on guilt. So the specific people or sources that can make us feel guilty, either overtly or covertly, right? So an overt example might be like your mother-in-law making a snide remark about your parenting or something. Yeah. But a covert one might be um, seeing a picture of a perfectly toned mother of three on a cover of a magazine. And you're like, oh, I should look like that. <laughs> uh, and then there's internal voices on guilt. Um, we get asked all the time how we deal with mom guilt. And that's why we're doing this episode. Because You'd think that more kids equal more mom guilt, right? Right. Yeah, it it makes sense, right? More chaos, more poop, more (laughs) mom guilt. But I don't think it's really true, honestly, because um, with each kid comes a certain amount of experience, a certain amount of um, perspective. 
And I, even though I, I personally still have lots of worries that I'm not doing lots of things right, I don't know that I'd really call it guilt um, because I think that over the years I've developed this sense of being where I'm supposed to be, doing what I'm supposed to do. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. So let's talk about the difference between guilt and conscience. I feel like one of these is very negative and one of these is very positive. So um, guilt, I think, is the negative one. Like we have a conscience to help us out, to serve us when when we're really doing something wrong. So, So we can make little changes and corrections and do better. And like it's given to us to help us and help us become better. It has a it has a purpose, you know. It right. It helps us change and become better. It's like this little voice speaking to us that like if you're doing something really wrong, you know it and you have those little inclinations as conscience to tell you that. But guilt is not like that. Guilt doesn't like I find when I have guilt, it doesn't come with a solution. Like my conscience always offers me a solution. Right. Um, when when it's telling me I'm doing something wrong, but guilt just it's just like this heavy weight, and there's no good positive solution that comes when I'm feeling guilt. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that conscience spurs change and spurs self reflection, and guilt just spurs uh, like dismay and discouragement. Right? <laughs> yeah. If I'm feeling guilty, I, I actually get crabbier. Right. You don't want to change. You just want to be down on yourself, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I think that uh, when I was thinking about this, weighing the two, you know, guilt versus conscience, I, I think, you know, guilt's really only helpful if we're committing crimes. If I rob a bank, I should feel guilty about that. <laughs> Hopefully your yeah. conscience kicks in before that ever happens. But yeah, it's right. not really helpful in the mom sphere. Right. And I think our conscience, it works like this. Like the more that we use it, the better we exercise it, the more it talks to us and like the easier it is to interact uh, with it and get it, you know, get it to speak to us. And it's one of those things where if we don't listen to it, it won't talk to us anymore or maybe not as fast. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So to figure out if what you're feeling or what you're thinking is guilt or your conscience talking to you, you can maybe ask yourself some questions, you know, like we were saying before, is this a positive thing? Is it going to help me? Is there a solution being offered with this? And then if it's not, if it's just negative, then you might ask yourself, this is, oh, so identify it as guilt and then say, like, how is this guilt serving me? How is it helping me become a better better person? So like feeling guilty about this thing, whatever it is, does it help me become a better mom by feeling this this weight of guilt about it? Or does it just bog me down and distract me? Yeah, I think guilt guilt comes from a perception that we're not that we're that we're either doing something that we shouldn't do or not doing something we should do. But like we said, the difference between it and conscience is that it doesn't motivate me to change; it just paralyzes me. Yeah, exactly. So then, let's talk about some external voices. So now that we've identified what guilt is, let's talk about where some of the sources of these external voices that cause guilt. Yeah. <laughs> so there's lot, lots of sources of external expectations. Social media is a big one because everybody's putting forward their perfect self on -hmm. social media. And so Mm -hmm. on social media, we see some mom who we think is like the perfect mom. But going back to that 74 million number, she probably has some what we're calling mom guilt too. She probably Googled mom guilt too. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. And, And there's lots of sources of advice. Like everybody has some helpful parenting advice for you. So if you are trying to make a decision about something, let's say breastfeeding versus bottle feeding, 
and and you Google that or you talk to different people about that, everybody's got an opinion or everybody's got an article written about it, or you can find studies that show, you know, whatever. <laughs> so there's lots and lots of sources of information coming at us that can cause us to feel guilty because a lot of things are presented like, oh, very, very emphatically. Um, you need to do. Right. If you don't breastfeed, your child will die. <laughs> <laughs> or if you do, you know, if you let right. your toddler watch TV, their brain will be stunted forever. You know, the, you know, it's interesting <laughs> that you bring that up. All these different opinions, because you know, we talk about um, how motherhood doesn't come with a manual, right? That it's that it's just something we got to yeah. figure out on our own. And thankfully, millions of women have done it. Billions of women have done it before us, and probably billions will after. But that's both good and bad because because there's no right way to do it. You know, it's easy to get caught up in the tide of, well, so-and-so says it should be like this and so-and-so says it should be like this. And you just get panicky thinking you're never going to do it, quote unquote, the right way or or make everybody happy. And thankfully, you don't have to make everybody happy. You just have to do things <laughs> the way you feel feel good about them. And and I think that there, there there's a reason there's no manual for motherhood because every mother is different. You know, we talked about in a previous episode, there are as many types of mothers as there are mothers themselves, you know. Yes. And with each child, you'll mother a little bit different. And each year, you'll mother a little bit different. And God gave you children. And with those children, the innate responsibility and ability to parent them. So we need to just shut out all the outside noises, maybe maybe take in a little bit of advice here and there, try it out, see if it works for us. If it doesn't, flush it away and not worry about it, you know? <laughs> right. I was listening to a woman I really respect the other day, and she was giving this talk on motherhood. And I really appreciated it. And some of the things really resonated with me, but some things didn't. And I, it was interesting to like assess that those thoughts and the things that she was saying and say, okay, this works for me in my motherhood journey with my kids. And this other thing, you know, I don't really agree with that. But just because I respected her and some things she was saying didn't mean I had to take everything that she was saying or feel guilty about those things that I wasn't going to accept and work into my life. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love that. I think that the essential part is to realize that we and we alone are the experts on parenting our children, which is kind of a terrifying yeah. thought, you know? Like, I, yes. I know nothing. And these children come and I don't get a manual for them and I don't know what their, their strengths and weaknesses are going to be and I don't know what kind of help they're going to need from me. But that's just part of life is that we we live and learn one day at a time and we're not supposed to know ahead of time. That's part of the process is the learning, right? Right. And it's good for us too to go through that learning process. Oh yeah. I think we I think we learn way more than we ever teach our children. Poor things. <laughs> I think that if we're experiencing a lot of mom guilt, that we have to take a moment to just kind of stand back and and survey our lives, right? And see if there are specific things that we really do feel like we're doing wrong, right? Like maybe there's one thing in particular that really plagues me. Maybe it's my kid's diet. Maybe I feel really bad that they eat just a ton of sugar or processed foods or whatever. And I think, no, I really feel badly about this one thing. And then just take a good close look. Okay, is it some, is there value in worrying about this? Probably, if my kids are eating total yeah. garbage, is it going to serve me to improve? Probably. Could I go overboard? Yeah. Also, you know, to just kind of take a little analytical <laughs> yeah. look at each one of these things. I think some of the big things that um, moms struggle with are things like working, going to going to a job instead of staying home, what kind of school you put your kid in or to public school them at all, et cetera. The, these things that, you know, you see every other, buddy, every other mother doing things a little bit different and you wonder... <gasps> Am I doing things the right way? But no one can tell you that for yeah. yourself and your own mom intuition. 
Right. And that goes back to conscience too. So if you really feel like working is really, really causing you a bunch of guilt, well, look, look into that deeply and you know, say, okay, will I regret it if I put my career on hold and stay home with my kids for the next you know, five, six years until they're in school or whatever? So I like to think about that too when I'm trying to make a decision like, which of these two options is going to cause me regret and which of these am I going to be like thankful that I made the decision down the road. Yeah, I like that. You know, they talk about how uh, do do the five year test with anything that's driving you crazy, right? You're re- you're ready to yell at your kids, and you're <laughs> like, "Is this going to matter in five years?" And probably like ninety eight percent of what they're doing is not <laughs> coloring on the wall or dumping their cereal <laughs> or whatever, but like punching their brother in the face. That's probably going to matter. If I don't do something about that now, that's going to yeah. escalate into a violent, unhealthy relationship. You know that sort of thing. So same thing with your mom guilt. Is this mom guilt? Like you say, does it serve me at all right now? Should I be making changes that are going to affect us five, 10 years down the road? Or can I just let this go? Right. So then um, one thing I was going to suggest is researching the options. So let's say you've got one that's really bugging you. I I don't know. Just just pick one. You know what you're you're feeling guilty about. Uh, So research the options. And and when you're doing it, don't sway the Google research terms. Like if you're trying to... (laughs) you know, decide whether to homeschool, you you could enter in, why is homeschooling bad for my kid? And that's going to bring you back <laughs> <laughs> total different results than, you know, some... Sometimes we're just looking for justification to make our decision, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so then when you make, when you've done your research and you've made, you know, your honest research and you've made conscientious decisions about this thing that's bothering you, then then go forward confidently in your decision. Like, don't don't keep doubting yourself. Just uh, just go forward. You've made the decision. You researched it. And you know what? It might not have been the perfect decision, but you made one. And so be confident right. in it and go forward. Right. I like that. Yeah. So for example, I wanted to share a little story. Um, my cousin, my, hu- my husband's cousin made the decision that breastfeeding was best for her baby. And she went forward so confidently in that decision that when she got breast cancer, with her fourth child and she was no longer, they, they took the baby early so that she could start chemotherapy. She was still mm-hmm. so committed to that decision that she had made about breast milk being best for her baby that she reached out to other moms to get breast milk from them. She got milk from a breast bank. She did everything she could because that was the decision she had made. And she was so confident in it that she just persevered through that. Oh, that's pretty cool. That actually makes me think of a, an example I can share as well about, uh, you know, researching decisions, being confident then. Uh, with my last baby, with number eight, I wanted to have a home birth. I'd had three before. Yeah, that sounds right. And so I um, just went about it as usual. I went to the midwife I'd gone to before and we made plans to do it. And somewhere along the way, I started having some misgivings about the birth itself. Now, I like my mom intuition wasn't saying don't have a home birth. It was just giving me anxiety every time I thought about the, the the birth itself. And it was really confusing to me. And I'm like, what's going on? I still felt so strongly that a home birth was right or I wanted it to be right. And I was just really stressed out. So I did all this meditation and, and talked to somebody and was trying to figure out what was going on. At one point, my midwife brought over the birth tub and left it in my living room. And every time I looked at that birth tub, I just like stressed out and got more anxiety. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with me? (laughs) I've done this before. It was enjoyable. Like I really, I really loved the experience. Anyway, long story short, 
uh, I ended up in the hospital. I ended up hemorrhaging with her and it was kind of a scary scenario and I ended up in the hospital right where I needed to be. Yeah. And the interesting thing is once I finally checked into the hospital, the anxiety disappeared. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it was like, oh. So so I, I just share that because sometimes our decisions will be wrong and that's okay. But we do everything in our power to research as far as we can and make the decision and go forward. And I really feel like we'll know when it's wrong. Absolutely. And then and then we'll change course. And that's totally okay. And that's just learning and growing. And every decision is different for each kid at each time of life, you know? Yes, absolutely. So I think the next thing we can ask ourselves when we are concerned about the decisions we're making for ourselves and our kids is how do we want uh, to be remembered by our kids? Like what do we want them to remember about us and our and our parenting? Yes, absolutely. And another way to maybe look at that is what kind of mom do we want our daughters to be like in the future? Do we want them to be confident decision makers and, you know, honest researchers? And of course, we don't want our daughters to sit around plagued by guilt when they're mothers. We want them to enjoy motherhood and love it and experience it to the fullest in whatever decisions they've made. Right. I totally agree. I think sometimes I've had this thought before, too, that when we're kind of self-destructive in our thought process, I think about how I would feel if my kid was treating themselves the same way I'm treating myself, you know, oh, even, yeah. even just internally, even just mentally. And it, and it breaks my heart, but I know they're going to struggle with the same things. They'll grow up and become parents and think, I'm not doing this the right way. And hopefully I can kind of hold their hand through some of it. But they're just challenges that each of us has, has to go through. And um, I think the healthiest model that we can show our children is that, look, sometimes I screw up. Sometimes I did the best I could and it was the wrong decision. You know, yeah. like I've, I've admitted that to my kids. You know, they yeah. say, why did we do this? You know, because I thought it was going to be fun or I thought it was going to work <laughs> out and it didn't. That's life. Sorry. That's I hear that from my oldest um, as well. My oldest is 20. My next is 18. And they see us, you know, raising these, you know, let's say the the one-year-old and she doesn't get disciplined half as often as they did. And they'll say, mom, how come you don't? I'll be like, you know what? Maybe we disciplined you too often, or maybe we didn't do this other thing right with you. You want us to carry it on to this one, or or can we please change? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've we've learned our, from our mistakes. You want us to make them again? <laughs> also, you can just say, uh, when you get to eight children, you can discipline however you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's my sassiness coming out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so moving on from external expectations that cause us guilt, we're going to talk about the internal expectations. Specifically, the unrealistic ones, right? Because I think we all have a lot of those. (laughs) Right, exactly. And I think you and I, um, one thing that we've learned in our journey of eight and almost nine kids here is that we have to let go of those expectations because we are not able to meet them. So, for example, let go of the expectation you should be the perfect mom. You're not going to be the perfect mom. There is no such thing. No. One thing I learned um, a long time ago was. You can look at guilt as a mist, like a misdelivered package. So the mailman comes up to your door and he knocks on your door and he hands you a box, a package, and he says, okay, here, this is for you. And you look at it and it's not your name and address on there. And you say, well, actually, this isn't mine. It doesn't belong to me. It goes you know, down the road or whatever. And he shoves the box back at you and he says, no, no, this is yours. Here, you, you know, take it. And <laughs> you can keep on. You don't have to take it just because... <laughs> because it's, to. <laughs> yeah, because it's being presented to you like your mind is so your mind is like that your mind presents you this thing like you know here's this package here's this guilt package take it it's yours and you can say yeah um, actually that's not mine that 
that belongs down the road or, you know, (laughs) (laughs) just burn it. Nobody needs that jacket. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And you know, it's interesting that we, we separated the external expectations from the internal ones, but really they're tied very closely together. They are. Because the the external expectations come to us and then it's up to us whether we or not we make them internal, right? Exactly. So we can decide to just leave it at the door. That's great. Thanks for mentioning that, Grandma. I appreciate your unsolicited advice about how I parent my children. <laughs> um, or we can choose to internalize it and make ourselves miserable, you know? Yes. And I think we do that a lot of times totally subconsciously. I think it's very largely a subconscious process, but to just uh, work on being aware of that and and recognizing those that stimulus for what it is. Okay, I'm feeling badly right now because I've just scrolled through Instagram for 45 minutes <laughs> and realized that every picture I saw was way nicer house and a way skinnier mom and a way, you know, like everything was better than what I have. And okay, choose to put the phone down, go cuddle your kids yeah. and, and move on and, and not to internalize any of those things that really have nothing to do with you, you know? Right, exactly. I think we're prone to um, spending so much time on our mind on guilt is because, like I said in our introduction episode, I think like that's our least, I said that was my least favorite part of being a mom was questioning and wondering if I'm doing it right or if I'm totally screwing up my kids because we are like the biggest influence on our kids' lives. And so, you know, we can be the right influence or the wrong influence. And so we do, I think we're prone to spending a lot of time wondering if if we're doing the right thing because it's having such a big effect on somebody else. Yeah, it's true. And there's really nothing we can do about that. You know, like families were designed this way for a reason, I believe, and that right or wrong, our kids are, we're stuck together and we're yeah. just make, make the best of it. And we're not going to complain and, and stress about the fact that we're not perfect because like we said, that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, it's okay to have the usual mom worries. It's okay to worry that your kid's not going to get into college. I, I worry about that every day. It's okay <laughs> that you worry you – know, because the worry is what, like we said, is, is kind of the conscious thing that helps us spur on to do better things. We right. just don't want it to paralyze us. Yes. And like we were talking about in episode four on your own brand of motherhood, I believe that you are the best mom for your kid. Like genetically, spiritually, physically, there's no other person in the world that is better designed to be a parent to the kid that was given to you. Right, right. And it's also so essential, I think we talked about in that episode, so essential to realize that a family is made up of relationships that go both ways, right? So we talk about parenting like we're doing all this work and giving our children all these things, but that's not what a family is. A family is all these different dynamics working together, right? Right. Brother to sister, mom to dad, kid to mom, mom to kid. So while they are learning lots from you, you are learning so much from them. And that's that's totally part of the process too, you know? Absolutely. So I'm, I might look at another mom and think, no, she could have definitely handled that one child of mine better than me because she's more patient <laughs> or whatever. But, you know, maybe that child of mine really needed to teach me things that I would have never learned another way. And so we're working on it together and we're helping each other out in the process. And it's going to be messy, but we're going to make it. Absolutely. I totally believe that too. Each kid works something different into me and it's been has been so amazing. Yeah. And I think that uh, when it comes to internal expectations too, we have a lot of expectations for ourselves before we even become mothers, right? Yes. So we see our own mothers and our own grandmothers and the women around us and and we have goals or, or expectations that we develop 
way early on. You know, like, like my teenager's already doing it. Well, I'm not going to do that to my kids. Oh yeah, well, you are. You are entirely <laughs> welcome to do it, however you see fit. And then, and then I see and hear myself doing and saying the same things that I swore I would never do. Yeah, as a kid because I just didn't understand. You know, right? Um, and because we learn a lot of parenting from our own parents, so you know, we we do the same thing. But sometimes we decide, you know, I will most definitely be different from my mom in this way or my grandma in this way, and, and that's okay. But exactly. also realize that there's there's a lot you've learned that is going to pass on and that's okay too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And oh, okay. Well, funny um, little personal relationship tidbit about my husband and I. We have each tried it once and then realized that we will never say again to each other, you're just like your mom or you're just like your dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's bad. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, no, but see, like I appreciate the ways that my mom was a good mom to me. And I also recognize that there's some things that she could have improved on. And so like I'm trying to do those things differently. Yeah. You know, I think my mom or someone I was talking to a while ago mentioned that every generation tries to be better than the one before, right? We're, we're meant to improve little by little and we can think, oh, I will never do that, this or that. But parenting is a lot more complicated than we ever, ever realized <laughs> until we put our, our parenting shoes on. We're like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I am saying just because I said so all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you know, here's like here's like the real kicker is our daughters will most likely be different parents than us. Yeah. That's hard for me to think about sometimes, you know that? Like I want yeah. them to do things just how I want just how I want them because I'm not control not a control freak at all. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when we when we think about that and when we recognize that, I think it's like there's an element of honesty in that that we are recognizing that we're not doing everything right. One time um I read this quote and like it's just been something I think about a lot. It says, "You have two chances at the mother-child relationship. One when you're a child and one when you're a mother." Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. And so that is the same for our children too. They will have another chance at the mother-child relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you learn a lot about that dynamic as the kid and then you grow up and get some wisdom and realize, oh, okay, the other now the, the other <laughs> shoe has dropped. Interesting. This is on this side of the fence, right? Yeah. So, okay. So, so to sum up, we just want to recap that guilt is different than conscience, right? It's okay yes. to have your usual worries. It's okay to 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 feel twinges from your conscience. Yep. But don't let it paralyze you, right? Right. Those are there to help you. Guilt is just going to not it's going to hurt you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And then we have to look at both the external and the internal expectations that we put on ourselves and that others put on us and decide what we want to keep and improve from and decide what we want to throw away. Yes, exactly. And I had one final thought on this that as a mother, whether you're an adoptive mother, a foster mother, or a, a birth mom, you enabled or are enabling life for another human being. And there should never, ever be any guilt in that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You have the most important job in the world. So take hope in that and know that you are doing the best that you can. And yeah. we love you for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Keep trying. You got it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. So we're going to wrap up with this week's uh, mom recommendation. And these are guilt-free recommendations. You guys ready? Yes. <laughs> I have two books that I would like to recommend. One is funny and uh, has been splashed all over social media. Everybody's in love with Rachel Hollis's Girl, Wash Your Face book. So I- okay. 
have been listening to that one. She is both funny and very, very real. I've got to get a copy of that. Yeah, yeah. Borrow from the library or audiobook or something. Um, she talks a lot about mom guilt, a lot about letting it go, and uh, just some really humorous anecdotes from her life. It's really fun. The other one I recommend is a, a little bit deeper and, and is definitely written from a, a Christian perspective, but it was one of the books that seriously changed my life. It's called Confronting the Myth of Self-Esteem. And that sounds kind of like a funny title, but b- the premise is basically that we worry so much about how we feel about ourselves or how other people feel about us when really the only the important thing is our relationship with God and that we will be okay in the end, if that makes sense. So yeah. to stop worrying so much about about uh, pleasing those external expectations. So I loved it. Okay, cool. And I've got a recommendation for those days when I admit there are some days where you just can't get rid of those negative thoughts, those mom guilt feelings. And on those days, I recommend um, on YouTube, there's a channel called Yoga with Adrian. It's free YouTube videos. And I specifically recommend the the ones I'm going to say right now, yoga for self-doubt, yoga for insecurity, yoga for mood swings, head and heart reset, let it go yoga flow, yoga for depression, and yoga for loneliness. And it's almost just like something physical that you can do to just kind of turn your thoughts or your mind upside down on its head and kind of shake some of that stuff out and start over again. Like literally, right? There's some inversions or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> some <it>. Mom guilt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Those sound really cool. So that's all for this week. Throw that, kick that mom guilt out the door and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Outnumbered, the podcast. You can contact us at outnumberedthepodcast at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at outnumberedthepodcast. We're so grateful for our listeners and would love it if you take the time to leave us an honest review on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other podcast platform. And don't forget to share the podcast with your mom friends. Can't wait to talk next time. Bye. Hang on, I got a kid bugging me outside my door. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was definitely an important interruption. <laughs> he wanted a piece of gum. <laughs> my kids always come to me for gum in my office because that's where I hide it. <laughs> but they <laughs> but they ate it all last time they came in. So I had you. chocolate. I had chocolate. They know it. <laughs> Smart kids. Mm.